This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 199. Hey, and welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 199 of the show. This is the podcast where we bring you great guests in the restaurant industry, pizza industry, marketing industry, to help you figure out what's working today when it comes to hiring, marketing, social media, management, all of that good stuff that goes along with running a restaurant. We interview the, the most successful people in the industry and bringing those interviews right here on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Great interview for you today. Mary Jane of the Pizza Factory joins me. We're going to talk a little bit more about the last few episodes have been about hiring, training. That seems to be a trend that everybody's having a hard time with. So it's something that we've been focusing on here for interviews and the podcast episodes that we've been producing and our live show that we got back to over on Facebook. Go check that out, by the way. So Mary Jane's talking about a program that she runs with the Pizza Factory, and it's a no-bullying program. And she goes into the local schools, has this great organization where she helps prevent bullying in the schools. And not only does she help prevent it in the schools, but she also brings it into her atmosphere of her pizzeria. And the things that we talk about on the show is how times are changing and why you need to update the way you think and the way you hire. Uh, why getting involved in the local schools early on, elementary school, middle school, is so important for you to build your brand and your business. Uh, how to look at yourself more like a coach and not necessarily a boss. Times are changing. You need to coach up those people who work for you, not necessarily just tell them what to do. And we also touch on what the younger generation of employees is looking for when it comes to work. Things are changing and we need to change with the times. And these younger folks aren't necessarily looking for the same things that we looked for when we were starting out in the workforce. So we touch on all of that on this episode of the show. It's tons of great information. I really think if you're, even if you're not having a hard time trying to find employees or finding employees or building your team, you're gonna get some valuable tips on what you can do to make sure that you continue to have success building your team. And if you're struggling right now building your team, this podcast episode is definitely for you. But before we get into today's episode, this podcast episode is brought to you by Forza Forni. Forza Forni represents the most respected Italian wood-fired cooking companies in North America. Forza Forni stocks, builds, and services product lines with a combined existence of over 250 years of company product development. The Forza Forni team is committed to delivering quality products and exceptional after-sales care. See what they have to offer over at ForzaForni.com. And they deal with such ovens as Pavesi, Acunto, Izzo, Steno, Mixers, everything that you need to run your pizzeria, especially if you're a Neapolitan-style pizzeria. Definitely want to go check out Forza Forni over at ForzaForni.com. And thank you so much for those guys for sponsoring the show. You'll be hearing from more uh, of them if you're going to actually if you're going to the Atlantic City show the pizza and pasta expo you definitely want to check them out they have a booth there you can test out their oven see what they're up to and I will be there possibly doing some live streaming from their booth so if you're heading to Atlantic City shoot me an email bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com and check out Forza Forney all right let's get into today's episode with Mary Jane the CEO of Pizza Factory you're gonna love this episode you're gonna get some great tips so sit back relax, or continue to work and drive and enjoy this episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Bruce from the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast here on with Mary Jane Riva from Pizza Factory. She's the CEO. We're going to talk a little bit about what they're doing with the Pizza Factory, and they're doing something really good with, with 
bullying in schools and she's going to share how she's using her platform to get the message out there and help the community so mary thank you so much for joining me on the show oh thanks for having me i appreciate the opportunity to talk about our platform yeah i love what you guys are doing so tell me a little bit about first of all let's get into real quick like how did you get started with pizza factory Oh, Pizza Factory, that was back in 1989, opened up our first store down in Southern California, and we were franchisees. We opened up about five stores down in Southern California, come up to 2012, the current owners or the original owners of Pizza Factory were retiring, and they asked my husband and I if we would like to buy the company, so we did. Nice. So we're... Yeah, I'm franchisee and franchisor. How many stores are franchised and how many stores do you own You own yourself? Uh, we have one corporate store. There's 112 stores total. Wow. We have one corporate store and then we're involved um, as franchisees in another six stores. So that's amazing. What made you want to get into the pizza industry when you first started? You know, I started out at 20. I owned my own business. I had a donut shop. So I've always been one that wanted to have my own. I never went to college. It was just always my thing. I, I just liked being uh, self-employed. So, and my family was involved in pizza. So that's kind of how we got started. That's funny because a lot of people who get started, get started as a way of like, maybe it's a second job. They were a delivery yeah. driver or they made pizzas and it's just like, you know what? I actually like doing this. Yeah. Now you have to like the, you, you, well, anybody that's in the pizza industry or any kind of food service, you have to enjoy working with people. Yeah. Cause it's a people business, whether that's your customers oh, or your yeah. employees, especially when you have so yeah. many locations. Yeah. So growing that business was probably interesting. Now, what was it in doing business? Were you always based in California? Yeah. Our five stores were always down in Southern California. We had some uh, 5,000 square foot stores. We had rather large stores with arcade because Pizza Factory's concept is a, the traditional sit down, go in with your family after your baseball games, birthday parties, and so on. We have party rooms. So we're the old traditional pizza restaurant very family oriented. Okay. And what, what's, what's changed over the years for you that you've noticed in the business? You know, probably mostly like for everybody, it's the social media. Uh, It's such a big part of the business now. Technology from 30 years ago, obviously is completely different and the workforce seeing a, you know, big changes in the kids and the workforce out there. So that's always a struggle. Yeah. Those are the two things that I get asked the most about. Uh, the workforce is obviously something like people having a hard time either building up their team or finding people who want to be in our industry. And I almost feel yeah. like it's – I started in the industry in the in the 90s. So I always feel like in the 90s there was like when you said to somebody, hey, what do you do for a living? And they're like, oh, I, I, I'm a pizza maker or I work in the, a pizza restaurant. And it's almost like they look down on you a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. know? You and, know, it's funny because we the kids, you know, in the pizza restaurants, that's what you hire as kids. Yeah. And so many of the kids that we hire are kids that at a lot of points in their life have different things going on. And some of them have no direction and they're not college bound. So finding those kids and, and letting them realize that being in the pizza industry or restaurant or fast food is not something to look down on, that you can make a career out of it and be proud of it. So it's kind of turning that, taking the kids that come in here, especially, like I said, the ones that, you know, are going to be lifers almost with you and trying to, because we've taken, I think four stores now, we've taken our managers and put them into their own stores. So that's another concept of Pizza Factory is to take those kids that are looking for direction and aren't college kids and they love the fast food industry or the food industry 
and putting them into their own stores. And that's that's kind of cool. That's always fun. That is pretty amazing. Now, is there any traits that you see in those five people that you look for in others? Or is it just like on an individual basis, you have to like really get to know that person and see if it's for them? Yeah, you know, you really have to get to know them. But at the end of the day, if you've had somebody that's been managing for you, let's say, or working for you for three, four, five years, they know what they're getting into. <laughs> Unlike a lot of franchisees that think they're going to come in and stand behind the counter and, you know, shake hands with everybody and go home. They don't have a clue, but the kids that have been working with you, they know exactly they've been watching you. They see how hard you work. They see what it takes. So what better franchisee than somebody that's been doing it. Right. And, and, you know, and to help somebody like that, I, that's how I got my start back when I was 20. I had, even though it was a donut shop, somebody reached out to me and saw that I could be, you know, an owner of a business and, and helped me get started. So you know, there's, there's lots of kids out there that are, that are really hard workers. What do you say to the people who say the kids don't want to work? Like I hear that all the time. These millennials or generation Z, those kids don't want to work. And I always, I don't know, I'll I'll get your opinion before I give you mine. You know, I I don't, I don't, well, one, I think it's putting everybody in a bucket. I don't think everybody's like that. I think there's a lot of kids that do want to work. I think uh, a lot of the times the kids that want to work just don't know how to go about it. They're, uh, I think responsibility and learning how to clean and understanding that you're when you have a job, I don't care if you're 16 or you're 60, you have a responsibility to that employer, to that company. And when you don't show up or you call in sick, it does matter. And so I think the the kids are wanting to work, a lot of them. They just need to be coached and really, at least that's what we find with Pizza Factory. You have to love the kids. Yeah. Because a lot of them just they've never had a job before. Right. And and that's what you're doing. You're instilling their first work ethic. And you I know, think, yeah, we, we make a mistake. I don't think it's a mistake that we make. But, you know, when we're when we're parents and we grow up, we try to give our kids a better life than we have. And yeah. sometimes that means babying your children a little bit longer than you think you should, or maybe you do, you don't even know it, but from the outside perspective, I do the same thing. My wife and I do the same Guilty. exact thing. Yeah. So what happens is when those kids that get ready to go out into the world as yeah. employers, we need to realize yeah. that and say, Hey, listen, maybe this person 10 years ago wouldn't need as much training or as much information, but they do now. And we need to change just like the times change. Yeah. You know, it's taken for me, at least personally, with the employees that I have, it's taken the time to get to know them because they all have a situation. Some of them have not very good home life. Some of them are struggling in other areas. And once you get to know those kids and you can kind of get them to open up and they trust you that you are trying to help them to be a better person and better employee when they go out into the workforce, that's, I, I think that's the, the best employees we get at least is when we actually take time to learn about them and to, because you are there in, in many ways, you're their second parents. You know, they they spend more time sometimes at their job than they do with their own parents. Right. So your influence when you're training up these high school kids is pretty is pretty important, and that that kind of leads into the bully program because the the kids that have worked for us over the years, I started noticing this was years ago before I was the CEO. I would see the kids and uh, that worked for us, and sometimes we'd bring on a, a new kid, and the way that new kid was being accepted wasn't quite the way I wanted it to happen. Maybe, you know, say you have a a group of kids that have been working for you and they have a group that they hang out with at high school. And then you bring on somebody that's not part of their group. 
and it was, it would, I, I always see these kids kind of struggle and it bothered me or, you know, oh, he's never going to learn it. You know, they'd make kind of those snide remarks and stuff that kids do. Right. It's just kids. So that's kind of where the anti-bully and acceptance program came in is, is realizing that everybody starts without knowing what to do when they start to work here. And they've got to realize that then when the next kid comes in, they have to remember and be humble and go, you know what? I was like that kid too, and reach out and help them instead of, you know, kind of leaving them alone and, and kind of ignoring them. Is ignoring, ignoring is one of the biggest things of the bully pro, uh, the anti-bully program is the kids that ignore other kids. Right. Not necessarily the physical and the verbal abuse. It's that you ignore them. Now explain what that program is for anybody listening to this and how, you know, how you spread the word about that. Well, the program is basically, it's a, it's a completely free and we offer it to the schools and there's different components of it. I will go to the schools and we have a bench that's called a friendship bench. There's a lot of no bully benches, but we call ours friends are awesome because it's more than bully is kind of a, a really negative term for what we really do, but it's, it's friends are awesome because we toss in their awesome as our tagline. So friends are <laughs> awesome is what's on the bench. And what we do is we go and we talk to the kids about acceptance, kindness, using their words. Cause it's a lot of elementary school kids and showing them how, when there's someone new to the school or if they are feeling left out or they had a bad day at home before they came to school, they go and sit on the bench and the other kids are supposed to step up and reach out to that child and sit down and invite them to come play with them or eat lunch with them or whatever. So that's kind of what it started with. But then we have programs that we allow or not allow, but that we give to the teachers. It's all free things that they can do in the classroom. We do contests for decorating doors, but it's to really gets the conversation going because a lot of the bullying pro problem or kids, being, um, you know, verbally or socially um, not treated correctly, a lot of it is just that they're not saying anything. They're yeah. very quiet and they kind of, you know, hold back. So um, that's kind of where it started. And then we partnered up. We are the official pizza for the San Jose Sharks and for the Spokane Indians. So now we've partnered with them, which is really awesome because now we're able to take our platform and go even bigger with it. So we're taking it to the arena where the families are coming and they're meeting with their kids and it's just open up the conversation that's great because as we get more into technology wise the kids communicate differently now right you know yeah. 15 20 years ago that bullying would be you know only at school or only yes. on the ball field whereas now it comes home with you because they text oh. each other they're on social media yeah. there's group chats there's all these ways where kids can kind of and I don't think that kids do it in a mean way sometimes. Sometimes I just don't think they know enough, right? They just maybe yeah. say, oh, I don't want to hang out with that kid, and that kid takes it as being mean. But the the kid didn't mean it in a mean way. It's just they don't really know how to communicate yet. And they're using yeah. these technologies to communicate, not knowing really how to use them. Well, when you have a technology where you can sit behind a screen like this, and you can say or do whatever you want, and there's no accountability. Right. That's a disaster right there. But the other thing as adults, us as adults and what's going on in our society, they're looking at what we're all doing. Yep. I mean, kids are following what they see. And, and that's where, and, you know, and even besides kids, 50% of the workforce, the adult workforce, 50% of the workforce are afraid to go to work or don't like to go to work because somebody in their, um, their workplace is intimidating them or making them feel, I mean, it's crazy. It's just kindness and, and acceptance is not something that is focused on as much. And I think if we can, I hope if we can 
start with the younger elementary school kids and try to model for them and tell them and show them that their generation generation can be the one that starts this whole thing and go, you know what, let's stop it. There's, there's a generation right now that is out of control with the social media and the bashing and the abuse. Yeah. And it's just, it's, they're just not accountable for it. At what age group do you start this program with? We start, well, the elementary school is where we focus a lot on, but the next uh, age group that we do is uh, junior high school, which is really tough. I was going to say, that, that must be the toughest. That age group, because one, you're trying to grab their attention and not, you know, most kids at that age are going, oh, this is stupid. I know that, you know, and they don't want to listen. <laughs> they want to act cool. Yeah, exactly. And they're trying to figure out, I mean, we all remember in junior high school, seventh, eighth grade, you're trying to figure out, okay, who you are. You know, you're, you're really feeling insecure. You're becoming a teenager you're, and you don't know if you're supposed to act tough or you're supposed to be cool right. or you're supposed to be this. If you can let somebody know that, yeah, I like music. You know, I don't like football. I like music or I like to dance. You know, you have all those things. And so that's a tough age. And then in high school, we're going to start a program or, or get involved in a program that's uh, called Success Not Suicide and talking to the high school kids about trying to find other ways um, to put their energy into instead of going down that road that there's just, they see no light at the end of the tunnel. That's yeah. great. I mean, I think that helps them too for the future, right? Because if they can get yeah. past that, a lot of people have depression and it starts with their childhood, you know, whether that be yeah. getting picked on in school or being the outcast or not feeling like they fit in, it makes the, it aware to other kids. Like, you know what, that's not how you're supposed to treat somebody. And I try to teach my kids that too. Like be kind, you know, if yeah. you see somebody, um, that's getting picked on or bullied, you have to, like you said, you have to say something because yeah. you never know what that person's going through. You don't. And that's, that's the thing that you don't know what they're going through. And there's a difference between teasing. A lot of people say, oh, you know, they need to, you know, grow another layer of skin and get tough. But there's a difference between teasing and bullying, you know, teasing, you're right. That's, that's teasing, but bullying's a different thing. And, and again, I, you know, I, I just think as adults, and our world right now, we all need to model for the younger kids. That's what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna follow. And if they see their parents and you know getting into fights at the little league games and you know having all these uh, verbal issues and you know that that's just what they're gonna see and they're gonna think it's okay. How long have you been running this program for? Or you've been part of this program. We started it at our own stores back in, uh, let's see, what are we in, 2018? It would have been right about 2008. Oh, wow. We started it at our stores. Yeah, it was just, a, it was just something we did at our stores. Then when we bought the company, we made it a, a company uh, mission to go out because kids are such a big part of pizza. Yeah, and it probably yeah. helps you. I don't want to say helps you identify like people who may be a good fit to, to join your team, but it may be – an opportunity to for you to get noticed by those people and say, hey, like, listen, this isn't just a pizza place. You you can make a career out of yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, it really is because there's a there's a lot of good kids out there. Yeah, you know, and I, I don't I don't subscribe to the millennials or, you know, lazy and this and that. I, that every generation has that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my grandfather told me I was lazy. Yeah. And now, <laughs> and now we say this to the younger generation. My generation says to them that's different now. Every every generation goes through that. Oh, it's different. It now. does. It does. And, you know, it's just if you can listen to what the kids are saying, sometimes it's that's kind of where they're at right now. There there's just communication, I think, that could be better between us and, and these kids. How do you how do you spread this message Is it just going into the schools or do you do it on social media? Do you make videos or like how do you what else do you do to create awareness for this? 
all of the above. Yeah. Uh, we do do, yeah. We do the social media a lot. Um, October, we always do a, a big push with it because it's anti-bully month. Uh, we have shirts that we wear in our stores. We have actually, we have a, a menu, a kid's menu that we keep in our stores that's year round. And the parents, they sit down and the kids are coloring and whatever. And it's asking them questions about to hopefully get the conversation between the parent and the child about what's going on at school. So we do that. And then, and then like with the, the two, uh, the sharks and the chiefs, we do things year round. We put benches at, at these events. We go and we talk about it. Um, they have a special night that we will get out there and talk about it. So it just keeps growing as we're doing this. And then we have videos, um, mostly taking people that are in different industries and showing them that there's people that are from all walks of life that have had hard times being treated, mistreated or bullied and that they've turned out and been very successful and trying to give them examples. So they see that there's, there's an out to it that once you get out of school, especially it's usually gets so much better. Yeah. School, school is tough. Yeah. School's a tough environment. Yeah, it um, really is. And do you think it's because, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's because school hasn't changed fast enough for the rest of the world? Like I feel like the things that my parents learned in school in the, in the way that school works is exactly the same as it is today. And the world is just so much different that school needs to just pick up the pace with the way it works. And maybe that's yeah. something that is wrong with the, the, the school system right now. Yeah, I think there, again, it's my opinion. I think yeah. there's a couple of things. One, like you said, I, I think um, the way that we're so afraid to say or do anything to our kids anymore, um, if they do get out of line, teachers are afraid to say, I mean, it's just, it's crazy what kids are allowed to wear and do at school that, there, it, the the lines have gotten so blurred on what is considered okay and not okay. It's pretty much the kids are allowed to do anything because there's not anybody that's can almost stand up anymore because you're either going to have the parent come down on you or right. there's a law or there's something. It makes it really tough. Kids, I think, still want those boundaries and still need them. I really believe that. I think everybody agrees with that. That kids really want that. I think it's just making it more and more difficult for us to do that. I think schools have gotten away from, I mean, think about it when we were in school and I'm a lot older than you, but when we were in school, you had a gym class, you had activities that you had to work together as a team. Now they're getting rid of all that stuff. Yeah. The kids come in the class they, you know, they have their phones, their computers, it's social media crazy. And you know, there's not those kind of, of uh, programs at the school anymore to make the kids have to actually interact and learn how to work together with each other. It's, it's just, I, that's, that's my opinion. I think we're doing a disservice by, by getting a lot of those programs out of school because there's more to school than teaching them math, reading. I mean, there's social skills, there's learning how to, yeah, definitely. to get, just to get through life. Yeah, you're right. It's more than just memorizing something for a test the next yeah. day. Yeah. You know, the, those things you can, that's easily taught, teachable. But like you said, interacting with other people and problem solving is the number yeah. one things they're going to need for their life moving forward. I think, you know, teachers' hands are tied a lot. Yeah. I think, you know, the time, they don't have time in classes anymore to spend with them on stuff. And I, I just think it's unfortunate. I know when I was in school, you know, we had recess, we had all those things, and you learned to get along with the other kids. And if you didn't, if you were having an altercation, the teacher would pull you aside, someone would pull you aside, and you were talked to about it. Yeah. Now I think everybody, you can't, you know, you touch them, you do whatever. It's, it's just, you know. 
So have you seen a big change with your employees in the environments in your businesses since you've been doing this bullying program? You know, yeah, on a couple levels. One, on a corporate level, we will get emails from parents asking us to come to a bully bench presentation at their child's school. We don't even have to go. They, they reach out to us, which is, I mean, on one hand, we're sad to hear that their child is being not treated right. as he should be. But on the other hand, it's nice that we're able to go and, and help that child by going to the school and talking about it. And that's that's really something that makes us feel really good. And, and when we get pictures from the schools of the kids sitting on the bench and how they're using it in the workplace, the kids definitely, the kids are learning that their their clique or what their group is at high school is not necessarily, that goes out the door when they walk in here. You know, they're all the same when they walk in here. You know, it doesn't matter their sexual orientation, whether they're in sports and you're not, whether they're smart and they're an A student, none of that stuff matters to us. And when they walk in, they're not allowed to be derogatory about the other one or anything. And they really, most of the kids are going, wow, they're, they like it because there is so much of that. And I mean, I can't imagine quite honestly, I mean, I have a son that's 27, but I can't imagine quite honestly the high school age right now with the social media, what these kids are the pressures of not knowing what someone's going to say about you. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's, everybody. It, it sounds like it's helping you in the fact that people or the younger kids can come in and they know that if they go to work at the pizza factory, they know the environment is going to be comfortable. It's going to be accepted and they're not going to be, they're going to be able to just work and do what they are supposed to do there or learn what they're supposed to learn there without all the other distractions. Yeah. Yeah. There's two things that we tell them when they come to work for us. One, you're going to learn more than just to make a pizza. You're going to learn work ethics. You're going to learn more about a lot of things because a lot of them come in here thinking, oh, you know, I'm just going to be making a check. It's like, no, if you're coming here just to make a check, you come to the wrong place. <laughs> this is this is a job. You're you're a big kid now. You're you know almost an adult, and you need to treat this as such. And then the other is is that you know, like I said, they come in here and they find out to so some of the kids that maybe they wouldn't have talked to at school because of whatever. The situation is they come here and they find out the kid is really cool or they have so much more in common than they thought. And they actually end up making more friends than they did at school just because they're more open here and finding out who this kid is about. And that's really what it is, finding out what someone's really about before you start, you know, putting them down. Right. Do you do meetings like when when do you do like team meetings on a weekly basis or when someone comes in, like what's the process to hire somebody? When so, well, the first thing we always do, well, when you walk in our stores, we have the anti-bully logo real big on the wall. So that's the first thing we talk about. This is an anti-bully, uh, you know, kindness zone to work in. If you have any feelings uh, that you think you can't work with somebody because of their color, their sexual orientation, whatever, you need to just turn around and walk out now because that that we won't tolerate that. So that's part of the interview process. And then once they get here, you know, we just introduce them to, and we usually buddy them up with somebody, of course, to uh, to work with. But, you know, once the program and the kids are, they're really embracing it in our stores. And I think, you know, kids are tired of, of all the mean stuff that yeah. is going around. And when they come here, they're, they like getting to know the other kids. And it's really, really cool to see some kid come in here to work that you know at school was probably not the most popular 
and probably wasn't, you know, he's might be into the band, let's say, and that's maybe at some schools, not cool. Right. And they come here and all of a sudden you see the kids embrace them and they find out what this kid is really like and how funny he is or she and, and what their interest is. And all of a sudden this kid comes here and maybe didn't have so many friends. Now they've got all this, all these other friends that they've yeah. made. And it's, it's just really, and then you see them start going out with them and, and it's just really fun. It's, it's just makes you feel good to know that, you know, somebody is feeling like they're wanted. I would imagine it helps too with, you know, the other kids who, or the other, you know, the staff that you have uh, recruit for you, right? Because they probably go out there and be like, Hey, this is a great place to work. You should, if you're looking for a job, you should probably try to come here. Yeah. And if yeah, they're probably they, bringing in the right people, they're not bringing in the, the people who are making yeah. fun of everybody or teasing everybody at school because they know they won't fit in. Yeah. It, you know, I, it, we had a kid just yesterday came in and to one of our stores and he said, I just heard this is a, he goes, I just heard that this is a place I should apply. He goes, my friends are all telling me they really like working here. So I thought, well, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't be ashamed of that. If you're doing that right, if kids want to come because kids need a place, a lot of kids, there's a lot of, uh, dysfunction, a lot of kids in situations that they need another family. And then there's kids that don't, that they're just ready to learn as much as they can. They're both, both kinds out there, right. but there are kids that want to work. There is not, there is not a group of millennials that just doesn't want it. There are kids that work hard and that are really good kids. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And it's just about like, I, I don't like the term millennials either myself. I just feel like it's just a way to make an excuse for someone who thinks that they can't find people that nah, the millennials you know what millennials are just rick and Susie, right and they just happen to be born in that age range but you know what well, there's still know, good people in there you know the, the other thing like what you said though is the what everybody has this conception about millennials well who made them that way you know, we're, we're, we're the parents you know yeah. we're complaining at what the one we do what did we like you said you coddle them or whatever but you know our kids are a product of us and yep. if there if there's something to say about the millennials, and we need to kind of look at ourselves and go, okay, you know, we can't blame the kids. We're the ones that modeled it for them. So let me ask you a question: If somebody's listening to this and they want to get involved with this, is there somewhere they can go to get some information, or can they get involved with this? Can they do this in their own community? Oh yeah, absolutely. We we pick up something. I did a bully bench presentation in a real small town up here, and I picked up a new idea. And you know, that's the kind of things that we're always looking for when we go to schools. The, the schools have sometimes a program in place already but they're doing something a little different we just go hey, that's a good idea so then we bring it on board so it's growing that but going to our website there's a whole section on our anti-bully program call in our corporate office any suggestions that people have we are open to taking um, because we're just trying to we're not raising money we're not doing anything that's costing anybody money we're just trying to bring up the conversation and make it, um, you know, just trying to get kindness a little bit more in the forefront of the schools and the kids. But yeah, we're always open to ideas. Like I said, every time I do a bully bench presentation, I pick up something from the school and I go, you know, that's really cool. <laughs> and I think people who are listening to this at home or in the kitchen working can use this interview and say, you know what, what can I do in my community to go in there and go into the schools? Because you're right, complaining about the people not being great workers doesn't change anything. You have to take some action. And this may be a way to you to start taking some action, being involved in your community, going to the schools, yeah. teaching those kids, and then those kids will be your future team members. Yeah, I know. You know, that's that's like with us, too. I mean, we could sit there and go, hey, we're in a bully zone and, and this and that, but that's just words. 
you know, you have to put yeah. something behind it. And that's what the goal of this program is, is even though we've been going for a while is to keep growing it, making it better, hitting older kids, you know, and, and just trying to keep the word. There's a lot of people out there doing good stuff right now with the anti-bully campaign. There's a lot of programs out there, but we're always open to suggestions. And like I said, uh, for us, it's just, we have the opportunity being a family restaurant and being so involved in schools that that are, that platform for us is, it's just so easy for us to be able to get in there. Yeah. So well, well, your website, pizzafactory.com, you are on Instagram at Pizza Factory Inc. and Facebook, Pizza Factory Inc. We'll link all that up in the show notes if anybody wants to uh, connect with you or reach out. Uh, we'll have to yeah. get you back on the show another time to talk about marketing, how you're doing that, how you're growing all these franchises, because that'd be interesting too, but I know we're on a time crunch here. Yeah, I would love to do it. Um, Mary Jane, thank you so much for joining oh, me you. on the show today. That was great information. Yeah, thanks for allowing me to talk about it. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the show. Thank you so much to Mary Jane for joining me on the podcast episode. Much appreciated and great information. If you want some information on what they're doing and how you can get involved or start something like that yourself, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. This is episode number 199 of the podcast. You could simply put Mary Jane or Pizza Factory in the top search bar and this episode will pop up. We took all the show notes for you. So everything that we talked about in this particular podcast episode will be linked on the show notes, Pizza Factory, everything. If you're looking for some help, this podcast is also brought to you by us, Smart Pizza Marketing, uh, marketing services done for you. We do all the marketing for you digitally for you. If you want some information on how we do it and what we do and if we can work with you, go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. Give us a little bit of information about yourself. We only work with one pizzeria per zip code, but we do all of your digital management and marketing. Everything we talk about on the podcast here or on our live show, we do for you. If you're busy or your store is really busy and you don't have time to do it or there's nobody on your team that knows how to, hire us. We can work together if your zip code is available. You can also check out Smart Pizza Marketing Mastermind if you're more of a hands-on type person, but you want to learn what we're doing, but you want to do it yourself. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind is the spot for you. I don't know if you get this far at the end of the episode, but like I mentioned, the Pizza and Pasta Expo in Atlantic City is coming out in a couple of weeks if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out live. And I'll be there. I'll be doing a lot of things there for the two days of the show. So if you're going or you're heading there, shoot me a message. There's multiple ways you can get a hold of me. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Smart Pizza Marketing. A message on Twitter. On Twitter, I am at Irving Media. Or you can simply send me an email, smartpizzamarketing.com. But if you're driving or working and you have no clue what I just said or you're not going to be able to remember all those, go to our website, smartpizzamarketing.com. All of our archived episodes and everything that I talk about in this podcast episode will be there. So guys, have a great week. Thank you so much for your attention, and we'll see you on the next episode of the show.